If you were able to write your own reference, would you use words like smart, generous, understanding, patient, kind, forgiving? Who wouldn't hire a person like that? But the truth is that life is not perfect and none of us are perfect. Even if we wrote a glowing personal reference, we know that we're not always like that. We're not like that all of the time. If you asked me to write a character reference for you and I included phrases like, sometimes a little unkind, now and then could be engaged, engaged in nitpicking, occasionally somewhat critical, and now and then, just now and then, can be judgmental. I wonder if you would present such a reference to a prospective employer. I wonder if we'd still be friends. I suspect that everyone here at some time or another has felt that they have been harshly judged. That someone has been judgmental towards them. You know, Jesus had something to say in his word about judging. Which means that we need to consider this topic too. If it was important for Jesus it's important for us as well. Our sermon passage today is Luke chapter 6. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. I'll read from the New Living Translation. And you can follow along in your translation. Luke chapter 6. And we'll look at verses 37 to 42. Luke chapter 6, verses 37 to to 42. We'll read it through and then we'll make some observations in regard to what Jesus was actually trying to say there. Luke 6, 37 to 42, verse 37, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and pouring into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into the ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye 
when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Well, that has to be one of the heaviest passages of Scripture. And I bet you are so glad that it was spoken to the Pharisees many centuries ago. I bet you're so glad that that was written for other people. Consider this, though. The Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church members that the Old Testament record of Israel's history was written down to be relevant to the New Testament churches. He said these things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. Now if the Old Testament was written to be an example to the first century believers, then surely the New Testament was written to be an example to 21st century believers who are living even closer to the end of the age. Therefore, Jesus' Jesus admonition to people back then should be taken seriously by us today. There is something, though, that we need to grasp about our sermon passage. And what we need to grasp is this. Jesus is not saying that we shouldn't make judgments at all. Okay? He's not saying that. He's not saying we shouldn't make judgments at all. Now, to illustrate that, let me uh, get you to turn to John chapter 7. And notice what he said to the Pharisees who were judging him for healing someone on the Sabbath. John 7 and verse 24. Gospel of John, chapter 7 and verse 24. And Jesus said there to the Pharisees who were judging him for healing on the Sabbath, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. We all make judgments every day and that's fine just as long as we consider carefully a situation and judge correctly. But there is a big difference between making a correct judgment and being judgmental. Do I need to repeat that? There is a big difference between making a correct judgment and being judgmental. What Jesus is speaking against in our sermon text is known as being judgmental. Telling someone to get the splinter out of their eye and even suggesting that you can help them do it while you have a log in your own eye is being judgmental. And as Jesus said, is hypocritical. Let's try and define what being judgmental is. Because if Jesus said don't do it, 
We need to know what it is so we can av avoid it by his grace. Being a judgmental person essentially means thinking, speaking, or behaving in a way that reflects a critical and condemnatory point of view. When we are being judgmental, we are critically finding fault with another person or another group of people, critically finding fault with an idea, a situation, or a practice, usually a new practice. So if you're now thinking, hey, I know people like that, you may be being judgmental. We must understand that our sermon passage is God's word calling us to individual and corporate biblical accountability. We may think we have the right to be critical and judgmental because we know what is right. Our criticism may be an attempt to protect what we believe is right and true, but these attitudes and practices also destroy people. They sour their Christian experience and cause them to absent themselves from fellowship. Let's look at the attitudes of the Pharisees in John chapter 7, the verse we looked at, the passage we looked at, and draw some conclusions as to what Jesus means when he says, don't be judgmental. Now this passage in John 7 is of interest to Seventh-day Adventists because it involves strong beliefs on what is actually a Sabbath activity and what is not. But please understand, I am not this morning proposing what are acceptable Sabbath activities. I am just using this incident in Jesus' earthly ministry to illustrate why Jesus is against being judgmental. Look at John chapter 7. Let's read from verse 21 down to verse 27. Interesting scenario here. Jesus replied, they've just said to him, you're a devil, you're demon-possessed, etc. And Jesus replied, I did one miracle on the Sabbath. And you were amazed. But you work on the Sabbath too. When you obey Moses' law of circumcision, and then Jesus reminds them actually this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs long before the law of Moses. For if the correct time for circumcision, circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, the eighth day, you go ahead and do it so as not to break the law of Moses. So why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath. Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Jesus said, I did one miracle and you were amazed. 
This is no doubt referring to the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda on Jesus' last, the last time, his last visit to Jerusalem, and they were amazed. But get this, they were not amazed at the miracle of healing. They were amazed that he would dare to heal on the Sabbath. And they were amazed that he would then tell the man who was healed to roll up his bed, roll up his mat, and pick it up and carry it. You see, carrying such an unnecessary burden on the Sabbath was strictly prohibited. Because in their eyes, Jesus had broken the Sabbath, they plotted to kill him. Jesus talked about hypocrites. Notice this. They are so judgmental, so self-righteous, that they would break the law against murder to defend the law concerning Sabbath. And as Jesus pointed out to them, they were inconsistent with their Sabbath rules because in order to keep the law concerning circumcision, they had to work on the Sabbath. Figure that one out if you can. Jesus told them, look below the surface so that you can judge correctly. The King James Version says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Today we would probably say, stop judging superficially. So what does Jesus mean when he tells us to look beneath the surface. Looking beneath the surface means not jumping to conclusions. You know, one Christian author I read suggested that jumping to conclusions was the only exercise some people regularly engage in. Jumping to conclusions actually blinds us to the complexity of any situation as we view it through the filter of our own black and white beliefs. Consequently, everything we see as tainted with even a minute shade of grey is labelled bad or wrong and therefore in the judgmental person's mind unacceptable. So what were these ancient critical brethren supposed to see beneath the surface? If the people who opposed Jesus back then had taken a step back and had tried to understand his actions on that Sabbath, they would have encountered a loving God, a compassionate God, instead of just a lawgiver. They would have understood where Jesus was coming from, they would have realized his motivation and recognized his intent to glorify his Father in heaven. Many people, the Bible tells us, did look beneath the surface and they accepted Jesus Christ. They believed in him. And what are we supposed to find? What are we supposed to look for? if we are challenged to look below the surface. We are challenged to recognize and accept where others are at 
in their personal spiritual journey. And that's not saying, hey, when they get spiritual, will they be like us? God is leading a church, yes. But he is drawing individuals to himself and empowering them through the Holy Spirit to do his will. We all want to glorify God. We all want to bring our praises to him. And we do that in our own way, in a personal response to his love. As we look beneath the surface, in an attempt to judge correctly or righteously, we see where people are coming from. And as we understand what motivates them, we can understand that as best we can. And we ask ourselves, am I seeing the big picture here? Is what we have always done necessarily the best way to always do it? Is this person or act or event or idea that I am critical of necessarily wrong or bad? And I'm not saying that as far as church goes, and the expression of personal spirituality goes, anything goes, because it doesn't. But as we, as Jesus tells us, look below the surface, we will gain an understanding that will cause us to be less judgmental and more forgiving. You may have noticed in our sermon text that Jesus contrasts judgment with forgiveness. So do these verses about not being judgmental apply to our day? Are we as a people to take Jesus' words personally and seriously? Is there still a need to consider these things that were spoken so long ago? Let me tell you a true story about a judgmental person. judgmental and critical Christian. Before I came, became a Christian, I used to play my guitar and sing country songs in pubs and bingo halls. I had, of course, gathered quite a collection of um, country music LPs, that's long playing record for the younger ones. You can Google it. When I became a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, I fell in with a group of very, very critical and judgmental people. And as worship styles became a big, big issue for me, Music also became a critical focus. So out went the country music albums. Into the bin. Not to the second-hand shop. If it wasn't good for me to listen to, no one should listen to it. The acceptable music, in my judgment, was early heritage singers 
before they went too modern. And the King's Herald's male quartet. I did like some of George Beverly Shea's songs, but ah, oh, he was a Baptist. <laughs> About that time, a bright new talent came on the Christian music scene, a young lady named Evie Tornquist. Oh, no, don't tell me you listen to her records. <laughs> she sang songs with a good message. You might remember this one. I'm not going to sing it. There was a popular one at the time. Are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up the shattered dreams of your life and at the feet of Jesus, lay them down. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus and he will turn your sorrows into joys. There was only one problem. In my judgmental mind, we couldn't, we shouldn't buy those records, we shouldn't even sing those songs because Evie was a member of a Pentecostal church. I remember discussing this with a younger person and I asked, why do you want to listen to such music? And the young person said, because it brings me closer to God. And my response was, no, it doesn't. Did I need to look below the surface? Of course, and in some ways I probably still do. Turn with me to the Old Testament. The book of Samuel, 1 Samuel. We'll test you out. Where's First Samuel? It's just before Second Samuel. <laughs> First Samuel in chapter sixteen. First Samuel. The situation here was God had rejected Saul as the leader as the king over Israel. Then the Lord told Samuel that he is to anoint the next king and this next king will be one of the sons of Jesse. When Saul saw Jesse's son Eliab, he thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But notice what the Lord said to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Have you ever wondered, have you ever challenged yourself to ask yourself, I wonder if the Lord sees things like I see them. Is that a good challenge? Does the Lord see things like I see them? People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Jesus said, don't be judgmental. 
and you won't be judged by others as being a judgmental person. He said, look beneath the surface and judge correctly. But you know, there is a sense too in which we need to judge our own thinking. If I don't like it, does that mean it's wrong? If I'm not happy with something, does that mean it should stop? Am I able to examine my own presuppositions and ask myself, why do new things or different things offend me? Am I able to examine how my preconceived ideas were formed and adjust them if necessary? This indeed can be a bit scary. But adjusting your thinking and accepting development and change is not equivalent to giving up the faith. So if ever, or on the extreme, unlikely, probably not rare occasion that you find yourself being ever so slightly judgmental, Jesus says, look beneath the surface and judge correctly. May God lead you. May he bless you. Amen.